0: welcome to the artist work ethic podcast i'm mike pelak i'm a screenwriter and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as i work to break in in this podcast i talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process habits and work ethic On the show today is writer Gina John Gina writes for the screen and the stage. She's currently a co-executive producer of CBS's FBI Most Wanted and has also written for Law & Order, House of Cards, The Alienist, Cold Case and more. Twice she's been a Pulitzer Prize finalist for her plays Becky Shaw and Rapture Blister Burn. All right, Gina, thank you for coming on with me today. Glad to be here you told me that you were writing plays for the stage before you got your start in TV. While you were doing that, was TV ever a goal of yours or had you intended always to write primarily for the stage?
1: I intended to write for stage mostly because, you know, I didn't feel I had any access. TV seemed like Los Angeles, Hollywood, you know, and I, I didn't feel like I had any entree to that world. And I had come up acting and working in New York theater. And, you know, so I, I sort of had a an idea of what I could do to try and get a play performed. And then I, you know, I had a play, what happened was I had a play that was about a murder that did very well and got an agent through that. And they, because agents tend to, I don't want to say they're not creative thinkers, but they saw like play about murder and they sent it to all the murder TV shows. And I got my first couple of jobs that way.
0: Once you did get your first chance to write TV, you know, as a young writer, baby writers they might say, what was your strategy in the room and outside the room to make sure that you worked as hard as possible to stay ahead of the curve and take full advantage of your opportunity?
1: It's really hard. And I, I have this conversation all the time. There really is a mentorship that has to happen for baby writers. And the shows are very bad about doing it because it it requires the upper level writers to expend time and energy mentoring a young writer. And a lot of times the, the showrunners just want to use those upper levels for for other things. So I was very, very lucky that my first two jobs, you know, one of them was a writer whose rock music stuff I had read in Rolling Stone, and we had a mutual friend, and he was just a lovely guy, and he took the time to teach me. And then when I did Law and Order, there was a playwright on the staff and he took the time to teach me. I think the best thing I could do at that time was out of the room was to watch a lot, watch a lot of the shows and shows like it, because there was a huge learning curve.
0: Did you read a lot of scripts as you were trying to get the swing of things?
1: They sent me some, and I read them. I wasn't prepared for the fact that some of my best qualities as a theater writer were going to work to my detriment with TV, and that I would really have to, I don't want to say dumb down, but really understand that it's 42 minutes of screen time. It's not necessarily a captive audience. Like, well, I think some of the higher-end prestige cable networks think of their audiences as captive, but the shows I worked on, which were network shows with commercials, there was a sense of, you got to remind them about major plot points, you know, and you can't, character can't have three motives. He's got to have one. So it was sort of like I had to be really rigorous about what works in network TV.
0: Learning that formula a bit.
1: Yeah, the script was just not going to be good if I came in with a character so complicated and convoluted That was the learning curve for me in TV.
0: Fast forwarding to today, I don't know the writer's room that you're currently working in, how the design and structure is, but I I often hear that a room might break a story together and then a writer will take a script away and and go work on it themselves. If that's what you do when you do it, what does your typical writing day look like?
1: It depends. And I, I feel like I've written for mostly network shows. They tend to like want the script yesterday. So I try to, if I, if I go off the script, I try to clear my schedule, bang it out fast and dirty. I, I feel like when I'm doing network shows, I'm mostly, I'm mostly like up against the clock. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of when am, I, when am I going to script and how do I clear my life to you know, be able to do some marathons?
0: You're able to sit down and put in consistent hours throughout a day leading up to your deadline,
1: yeah, I mean, in the ideal world, they let you out of the room to go write your script, mm-hmm. so you you have that time
0: with me, I love writing. I'm probably most productive waking up at early in the morning, and I mean it's also the only time in my life anymore that there's any semblance of quiet, mm-hmm. but you know waking up in the morning and getting you know pages knocked out. I've, I've never really had the opportunity or chance to spend big blocks of time writing. So that was, I've, I've talked to people who can only write in 20 minute blocks mm-hmm. and people who can sit down for four five, six hours, which is a long stretch to, to keep going.
1: I could never do four five, six hours on, you know, on a play or a short story, but in TV, I, for me, anyway, I, the bulk of the creative labor is in the outline, and then you go through network notes and studio notes. and And by the time you're sitting down with that outline, it's almost like paint by numbers. You you try to find some areas where you can still invent, but so much has been locked down that I feel like I can do a longer day because I'm not I'm not coming up with stuff. It feels a little bit more like building a cabinet or something, you know, like pounding nails. But I'm like you, I, if I could write first thing in the morning, that would be my preference. I'm not an early riser and I have a kid, so that's gone out the window. But
0: over the years, you have seen your career advance up to from where you started to you're at a co-executive producer level on a network show what keeps you motivated and and continually driving forward to write that next great script or the next great play at this point in your career
1: there is for me and has been for a while a real division i wish not so much of a division but a division between the tv work i'm doing for money and then the personal the the personal writing whether it's plays or essays or short stories that that is is really the stuff i'm obsessed with that i'm excited to write about i i can get excited about tv too but not in the not in the way that i think i would get excited about a show i created Mm -hmm. and i think that that may be where i i try to go next is to to try and um try to write
0: my own. That'd be a great next step in your career, which has already been, you know, a great one to date. I've found in my own writing, the key to moving forward, you know, every script or every month or every year is perseverance and making sure that even when it gets a little tough and there's no's and no thank you's that I just keep casting those aside moving forward with it and hoping that as I go forward, other peers are not. And to try to separate myself, I've really tried to keep perseverance as a tenant in what I'm doing. In your opinion, how important is perseverance in establishing a writing career?
1: So that's really interesting. So I've been staffed in TV for a number of years. So I haven't haven't really been submitting stuff. And then during the pandemic, when I had a little bit of downtime I, I had an essay I wanted to write and I, I, I worked incredibly hard on it and I was very very happy with it and I started sending it out and I found that the initial re- the rejections I got I took very hard and I it was interesting because when I was submitting my plays, as a young playwright, I was routinely getting rejected. And I just, you know, it was just like I got into the habit of there's a rejection in the mail, but I put it away and I go on. And I I was out of practice with that. And I I had to talk to some fiction writer friends who do a lot of like submitting short stories yeah. to try and remember that you have to kind of steal yourself to that and and find a way to read your email rejections and do your work um, and not go to bed over it, you know? And I think the more pra- if you're in the practice of it, it's easier. I was out of practice.
0: I think that's just a, a perfect example too of sometimes it only takes the one yes out of all those no's that you may have gotten. Anyone who's doing any of these things, even if they're making music, if they're you know writing a screenplay, if they're painting, sometimes you get a lot of no's, but it really only takes that one yes to get you right back on track.
1: Yeah. And it is in some ways a numbers game. I mean, I, I, sure. I really, you know, I found that with, with the essay, I and mean, like y- you have to find the person who connects with it and odds are that's not, maybe not the first person, the second or the third person, but you have to find that person.
0: Is there anything that you're working on now or that you've seen or read that you want to just plug or, or shine a light on? Something that you're doing, something that a friend is doing.
1: I'm working on something I care about, but I have no idea if it's going to get done, so I can't plug it. My friend Sarah Schulman um, just published an enormous book that is the history of her work with ACT UP during the AIDS crisis, and they just started developing it for television. And I, I hope that happens, but even if it doesn't, it's a magnificent book.
0: All right. Well, Gina... Thank you so much for coming on with me today and then talking about your career and, and, you know, all these great things that we're doing here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic and check out the com.